find. This meeting and is being recorded. We are, thank you for telling us, Zoom. We are recording with Mr. Harry the Greek, who this is your second appearance, unless I've lost my mind, and George Webb, who's been on here, what, a hundred million times? And uh yeah, so uh we have breaking news, Tommy. Yeah. Breaking news. Harry has breaking news from Cleveland. What's the breaking news? Cleveland Indians took their division in baseball, Major League Baseball, which means that they'll be in the playoffs. Is Good that try. actual? Is that actually? I can just news? name two guys on the team, but uh, boy, oh boy, they're uh, winning game after game. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. I don't love it. Well, I, I don't really follow any sports, but I am from New England, so I just kind of use my dad as a barometer. How high his blood pressure is when he's watching TV. I know if the <laughs> Patriots are doing well or if they're doing poor. Actually, it doesn't really even work that well. Now that I think about it, I think he loses his mind when they do well and when they do they do bad. So I scratched that. Um, and well, I uh, have some big news for you, Tommy. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, Harry the Greek has a new uh, blog entry out on his blog. It's called uh, BrassBalls.blog. B L O G about nato a big meeting coming up on wednesday you, you won't be able to believe how they're going to divvy up the money we're sending to ukraine harry i'll throw it over to you this it's just unbelievable i get emails from all sorts of people and organizations excuse me folks um and the one i got this morning was from nato they have a conference of national armaments directors, whatever that means. But I can tell you flat out, I, I got the name of the fellow that's uh, running the meeting. He's from the U.S. Pentagon. And uh, there's six, they admit that they got $16 billion that they sent to Ukraine. And George, you're the one that broke this part. Where does all that money go when all that money gets sent to NATO, George? It's divided out the pet projects for the elites, of course. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't want to spend it too much on the ammunition that's just going to get blown up. We want to do some pet projects. Anyway, the sources are all there. We got it from NATO, from the Pentagon. NATO says there's only going to be 20 people going to get cuts. Pentagon says there's 40. And... Uh, Gee whiz. Uh, there's another source that says 30 people are going to cut it up. So I think there's going to be a big cat fight there in Brussels on Wednesday. Brussels is the headquarters of NATO. Yeah. This never stops. Money laundering at its best. You can almost imagine this money laundering as like a Da Vinci painting, like a biblical, like 30 guys tearing apart a giant calf that just says U.S. Treasury. Just like the, like, the, like, the demons run wild or something written in Latin, but isn't there evidence of this though? Wasn't it the Marshall plan that the, uh, right after the OSS, the CIA wasn't some of their original, uh, European ventures funded by money skimmed off from the Marshall plan. That was like 1947. Yeah. Does that but, sound about right, George? Yeah. Yeah. Well, NATO originally starts, I think, around 48. So a lot of the initial pulling together of the NATO organization was from the old uh, Nazi organization run by Reinhard Gellin. Mm -hmm. 
that organization, the Black Orchestra and the Red Orchestra, the Red Orchestra was east of the, you know, the Eastern European and, and basically the whole NATO intelligence organization became Reinhard Gellin's sort of combination of Black Orchestra and Red Orchestra. So that's the first thing they did with the money. But since then, they've done a lot of pet projects with the European Union that kind of cross over this line between there's a dual use, there's a military use, but then there's a commercial use. And that's the ones they tend to invest in because let's say graphene, which is a big NATO initiative where you could use maybe graphene in a whole bunch of different military uses as a superconductor, very small displays, very low power displays, radios, cell phones, uh, targeting equipment, all, you know, for what you put in a missile, all these things. But then it also has spillover effects like, oh, I don't know, vaccines, <laughs> you know, the hydrogel. So, um, yeah, and, and that's how we like to do it here at NATO. We would like to spend all your money on dual use stuff because then we can commercialize it without looking. Yeah, too bad you're not still in Europe, uh, George. <laughs> but yeah, I just found out about the story this morning and I had to verify it. Uh, if it's okay for, for uh, both of you, I just want to interrupt for a second because sure. I've got something probably, it, at least in the United States, is more important than that. Yeah. The Supreme Court, this is the U.S. Supreme Court, they're reviewing a uh, gun rights case on Wednesday. Wrote a story on that, I don't know, a week or two ago. And uh, we're going to find out Wednesday if the court's going to kick it out, which I kind of doubt because they've continued it 23 times. I doubt <laughs> if you're going to bump it out, they would have bumped it out before 23 continuances. Uh, they can decide to actually hear it and send a date. And they're setting their uh, October, November calendar starting tomorrow. Or they could have one justice actually come out with a one page, what they call slip opinion, and make a ruling on it. And basically what this is over, it's who has control of the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was put in so that citizens like you and me could have guns to defend us against the federal government. That's what it was about. But anyway, the, uh, the, the, the dispute is whether or not the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms has the authority to amend the Second Amendment anytime they want by regulation. And the one that's went to the court's attention was the definition of machine gun. <laughs> According to Judge Clarence Thomas, citizens like you and me can have machine guns. According yeah, to ATF, Every time somebody, uh, every time there's an FBI shooting at a school or at uh, a university or whatever, uh, there's always a cry for, we need to control guns, not the people that are shooting the guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if guns shoot by themselves. But anyway, this is a very important case. And uh, we won't have to wait long because when it's set on the docket and it's not bumped out, the Supreme Court... Uh, uh, is going to make a determination on this. So uh, based on what I've seen reading other cases over the last six months about uh, gun rights, I actually expect uh, 
the court to rule in favor of the Second Amendment and basically tell ATF, bye-bye, guys, you can't do that. Why don't we just close you down? Because, you know, you were supposed to be closed down over 10, 10, 20 years ago anyway, going back to Elliot Ness and the untouchables. That's when you should, as soon as uh, prohibition went away, you guys should have been one away. It just, government just keeps on going. It's always kind of, you know, it's dark, but comedic relief kind of helps you get through life there's nothing kind of funnier than a federal government telling you you don't need weapons. That's like the, that's the pedophile in the white van going, ah, your, your parents don't want you to have the candy and puppies. I get it. They want what's best, but I mean, come on, you want some candy and puppies and you're right. And you get in the van. Yeah. I mean, there's something a little ironic about that. You don't need the weapons. You don't need it. What the fuck are we going to do? Well, Tommy, you're one of the few people on the show that have fired a machine gun. I think. No, uh, I, I, I fired him. Tom's oh, like, they're cool. Yeah, yeah, they're George, cool. <laughs> yeah, George, you're a minority. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the odd man out I here. I fired right? some belt feds, man. It, it awakens something inside of you. It's awesome. It's riding the lightning. You feel like Rambo. You get it. You get it. <laughs> well, you can put it on single shot, George. You don't have to get rid of the, of the whole 60 Browns in it. Or depends yeah, on... It depends on what tumbler you have holding the ammo, but the one I shot was 60. Well, you know, this would be uh, like in in the event of a, a insurrection or a lockdown, worse than what we've had, uh, this would be kind of your last uh, resort here. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Congress would normally be the one that would do something this drastic. Giving this to the ATF seems like, like you say, Harry, ATF probably should have ended at Prohibition uh, when Capone went away. And now ATF definitely should have went away after Fast and Furious. They seem to be doing all the gun running for Hillary Clinton's overthrows. So I think I think you're right here. ATF has a really bad track record. So I don't know if the court can like divide that out and say, no, we need a better agency to be the one appealing or if they have to just go on principle and say there should be no uh, quasi governmental, it it would have to be an act of Congress. And even then it may be unconstitutional. This is when judges rule on something, they usually go for the narrowest interpretation. So this one's pretty well defined. It's over the definition between second amendment and ATF under what, uh, what is the definition of a machine gun? And it's in my story, and it's pretty easy to rule. Either you're going to say ATF can do whatever they want and then uh, throw people in jail because they change definitions on different gun laws, and or they can just say, stop it. People can own machine guns. Bye-bye, ATF. George? What, what a crazy story. Um, I, I don't know if i have that big of a story but i have a sort of a story that's related uh do you guys see any hear any of the september 24th stuff the doomsday predictions on se- september 24th yes did? i did but I, I could never figure out what the, what the predictions were there was supposed to be some calamity but i never never knew what it was going to be what I got was it my, supposed to be George? I, I got my heart broken and i think it was it wasn't 2012 do you guys remember the 2011 one Remember when there was a prediction in 2011 that the world is supposed to end? 
me and my buddy stayed up all night drinking whiskey and it never happened. And I don't think I can ever get over that betrayal. So I can't get rid of these anymore. I, I, my heart was broken once and I woke up with a hangover and I was supposed to be dead and I wasn't, and I had to live through a hangover. So I don't, I can't do the prophecies anymore. Well, let me give you a couple of them just for fun. Um, There was one, like you said, uh, end of the world, supposedly. And then there was another one that said, uh, supposedly out of Russia, that said that you'll never forget September the 24th. I think these things are like for parties. They pass, (laughs) you know, it's like cocktail talk around New York or Los Angeles where they've had all these nuclear drills and Putin. They want everybody to say bad Russia. But then the other one was Z had been arrested. Uh, Chairman G of the CCP in China had been arrested. And then all you had to do was look on like flight watch or something like that and see, no, they, they didn't stop the flights. They're, you know, regular scheduling flight. But I had a story in a place called Forte de Marmi, which is a place where Z has a big mansion and also Oleg Deripaska, a Russian guy. Harry's written a lot about him. And they were all there this weekend. Now, this is weird because it's Italian elections yesterday. Um, it, the, there's a referendum going on right now, four-day referendum in Ukraine. So it would really be weird. But all these people from the city of London, I'm not making this up, left Posca's mansion and flew down to this place. There's all these Russian yachts hanging around this Fortatum army. It's kind of a, the Monaco of Italy. And maybe there's a peace deal. Or maybe nucle- there's or nuclear bunkers. Or nuclear bunkers. Well, <laughs> the deal is I mean, maybe they got a bigger split of the NATO money. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> where I was going. Three hundred and fifty billion is the rumor, and you know there's no such thing as a Rothschild peace. Well, first of all, there's no such thing. Wait, as- wait, three fifty, three fifty what for what? Billion dollars for a peace deal. And the way it works out is reconstruction money. So if you have peace and you can say, now it's time to start reconstruction, we can now start getting reconstruction money. See, I think this is the last hurrah for the arms dealers. Because if you look at the war so far, it's just blowing up each other's ammunition and supply lines. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, uh, like I say, with a Rothschild piece, it always comes with a check. You always have to write a check. And, and you mentioned the Marshall Plan, same thing. Bank of International Settlements was running this. Uh, all these guys met in Lugano and talked about this. I think they're going to drop a peace deal last week of October, right before the elections, hoping that they can swing some of these votes back to the Democratic side. Yeah. Thank you, George. Tactically, it's not a bad idea. Where did you get the 350? Where did the 350 come from? Uh, well, I started with the 750. There was a, a, a Bank of International Settlements meeting in Lugano, uh, Italy, and when I was there. And somebody took a picture and gave it to me uh, this summer. And it said Zelensky was piped in via Zoom. And it said 750. Okay. Which I thought was huge. But then somebody else said that they're going to cut it back and showed me a news article of 350. And this was probably a month ago. So I don't okay. really... I don't have the source with me right oh, now. That's all right. I, yeah. I, I just, I just want, that's all right. I'm, I'm happy think, with what you said. 
but I think they, they would, if I was doing it, I would drop the deal like Neville Chamberlain, you know, when he waves the peace deal at the airplane, you know, for Czechoslovakia, I would wave the peace deal the last week of October, say, you don't have to work train war anymore and COVID's gone. Look at what we've done. And then after the election, that's when you come back and you go, well, eh, we bought the house and we're going to have to pay for it now. It's 20 billion a year or something like that. Yeah. We know that these October surprises happen every election. So what's the October surprise going to be? Oh, it's going to be the Pentagon running the November 8th election, George. Yeah. They came out with a press release in August. And uh, they they said they're going to have a whole of government approach. So all these different intelligence agencies, it's all in the story. I, it's right in the press release. It's unbelievable, George. We went from civilian elections now to military <laughs> elections overnight. And anybody else reporting it? I, I heard about a couple of elections that the military ran and they wouldn't tell anybody when the polls would open. They'd only tell the insiders. They would only keep the polls open for one hour. They would run all their people through, then close the polls and then take the literally the voting machines and helicopter them away. And that's how the CIA <laughs> runs elections. And then they report the vote. Hey, 64% to 32%. <laughs> yeah, seven to three. <laughs> seven to three. Oh, God. Good Lord. Now, when, did you write, when did you write that story, Harry? The, uh, I, th I think uh, it was DHS that you said your story that was not happy and was uh, going to overturn. Uh, DHS somehow was approving the state election boards is that what i heard here for how secure they are no they're not they're not secure at all matter of fact it's it's a commission called the uh, elections assistance commission and they've had oversight of the uh, voting machines since since 2002 it's an act of congress it's in my story and uh, i went through it went through it went through it they have absolutely no regulations to guarantee that the vote count is accurate. I'm looking up Ukraine recovery plan. Not seeing anything. Asked for Zelensky asked businesses to join a Marshall plan for Ukraine three days ago. Okay, yes, two that, hours ago, it's time for a Ukrainian Marshall plan. So the talking points are going out to the... Hey, how about that? Now, I was out in front of the 24th. Uh, um, when I was there in front of the B Bank of International Settlements that said that here comes the Marshall Plan for Ukraine two months later now who wh what outlet is that on uh, Tommy? The Hill The Hill, okay so they're right leaning uh, in Washington D.C. Wow, and they said that? Wow Two hours ago um, Wow. And for everybody listening in the future today is Monday, September 26, 2022 at 426 p.m. Eastern time. Harry, that I'll text, jumped, I'll text that wrote, right wrote now. that. Who, who wrote that article? Uh, I just texted it to Harry. Bruce Stokes and Thomas Klein Brockoff. They wrote it, yeah, two hours ago. And that's an opinion piece. That's not any, there's uh, no... German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has called for a Marshall Plan to rebuild war-ravaged Ukraine. Uh, uh, thank you, Shafi. Well, you know why? Because it's getting to be wintertime. Harry the Greek had a couple of articles about this redship pipeline uh, from Russia and how that 
you can be a real sunshine patriot. But when it starts getting cold in Heidelberg, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ass doesn't seem so bad after all, right? Yeah. You're up there on the North Sea in Hamburg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get a peace deal, guys. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I finally those... found the date of that article, George. It's uh, August 26. The headline is Pentagon takes over control of November 8th election. It's right there. The source is U.S. Army General Paul Nakasone. He's commander of Cyber director of NSA. Yeah, I've tried to get him on. Wow. He, he, so uh, they're they're surveilling everybody before the election. Well, they've been surveilling uh, everybody. Period. I, I General Nakasone uh, declined to come on this podcast last year, so I'm still I'm still a little hurt from that. Um, didn't they didn't they combine Cybercom and NSA? So that the cyber commands could do anything they wanted in terms of listening uh, to conversations, intercepting stuff, hacking, any kind of disruption they wanted. Mm -hmm. And then NSA had, you know, a few rules, right? But then they they got a few rules, but I agree with you. I think they're combined. They haven't denied it. And uh, their, their surveillance on American citizens hasn't stopped. You know, you covered that extensively on that uh, Carter Page warrant stuff. You were, the, yep. you were the first one to cover that stuff. That's when I start start seeing your stuff and, and getting involved with you to help you out. But uh, nothing's well, changed. Well, that is an interesting one because this new guy, Deary, uh, who's yep. a special in the Trump case, he he approved two Carter Page FISAs. So, and he started false, like, false warrants. False warrants. That's what that means, folks. Go ahead, George. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, can you explain the concept, what you mean by false warrants? Just mean general warrants or you mean just fake warrants? I mean fake. No. Uh, they were backdated. Uh, they were signed by people who had no uh, eyewitness uh, testimony that actually saw the, the different crime that's involved. And uh, I think we had one instance where the person signed it was, uh, wasn't even working for the FBI. So... Anyway, it's all in a big report that uh, Inspector General uh, came out with, uh, I think, February of 2019. It's a couple hundred page report. Well, uh, switching gears, can we go to the, because you know the Ukraine gas thing so well, um, that Schaff asking for the, for the, breaking news now Schaff asking for the Marshall plan for Ukraine for reconstruction for Ukraine uh, that's that's that makes me feel good because that's what I said happened this weekend um, do you think that they'll I mean who are the wickets in Europe I guess you know for being on board like all the Benelux com- countries I think would go along with it I mean do you think this this story that you broke about all these arms dealers as a cover that they're really trying to come and put together the peace deal or because I think the arms dealers are, you said something very interesting in your thing. They didn't identify any of the people in the NATO photo. Can I- yep. That's right. And, and I, I contacted them. I actually called them and sent them an email to their, uh, you know, they said, you got any questions? They list 12 people. There's their pictures. There's their, there's their offices, no response. And usually when you take a photo, uh, journalism 101, you identify the people who are in the picture. <laughs> there, no identification. 
There was something. Yeah, my story from today, the top of the story. I saw that story, Harry, and I saw the low dollars of 16 billion because you know that they've been doing 16 billion on executive order, you know, just like, oh, well, here's another. Here, I, we forgot that. All of a sudden, I said, wait a minute here. This is the cover. Harry's got it here. And the, to me, the red flag that you nailed was nobody's name in the picture, right? They put all the suits out there, but nobody's name associated because they don't want you to know that these are all the peace negotiators that are going to cut the pie for their country. Oil, gas rights, mineral rights, et cetera. You go, go here. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the fine print, you know, as you mentioned, uh, in the uh, their uh, in NATO's photo book, say that uh, anyone that's pictured on this website doesn't necessarily represent NATO. <laughs> I mean, no, let's see, you represent NATO, but yeah, yeah, that's funny. Anyway, I copy and pasted that it's somewhere in the story. I think if not, I'll make sure I do. But you know. You can't get everything into a story. You know, I'm trying to make it uh, clear. And then I agree with you, the amount of money, but that's what I was able to verify based on the, on the Pentagon release. So I wasn't going to spend all day kind of, you know, getting every cent that has been spent on it because people are going to see that and go, oh, they've spent way more than that. Yeah, folks, they have. So yeah, there's a well, there's there's an article or not an article a link I just texted you. Sorry to cut you off, George uh, Harry. Um, that's something I saw one of my military buddies, the former special forces guy, post a while ago. Uh, w meat W M E A T the world military expenditure and armed transfers. It's a report that's been was published every year from 1974, and the last one was December 2021, and it's from the U.S. Department of State. And about two months ago. They came out and said they will they will no longer be publishing this public report. You think that is that tied into? I mean, all like joking and memes aside, is that tied in? I had never heard of it. W yes. meat W M E A T. Okay, when I was in Poland, this and Hungary, the two big NATO uh, places, uh, they were given all their old Russian crap to Ukraine, like MiG twenty nines and T seventy twos, and you know. All the Russian stuff, all the Russian MiGs were going, and they're all getting shot down. They're shooting all their Russian ammo and stuff. And I'm like, this is this is obvious. They're clearing out the old inventory so they can buy all the new NATO stuff. Oh, they just, they just get drops from, uh, from uh, who was it, Igor Pasternak drops in with those Zeppelins, all that equipment from uh, the National Guard. <laughs> the National Guard goes over there, 40,000 troops. They take stuff over there. They leave it all there. They don't bring it back, except for COVID nineteen. They brought that back to the country. <laughs> that was another super spreader plan. But I'm I'm in this hotel room. I'm sorry, Tommy. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, I was just thinking aloud. I mean, is this too tinfoily? But they're only like six months apart. I mean, all the weapons what? we left in Afghanistan. I mean, that would be a covert way to push it if you hide under the guise of oh biden's so stupid he left all these weapons and i'm, I'm no biden fan but if you said i left you know he left however many billions of dollars of weapons there it was only six months later that ukraine's at war with russia is there a pipeline from kabul to to kiev from kabul to kiev 
Well, all the weapons we left there, because we left AC-130s, we left uh, Blackhawks. We, we, we didn't leave shit weapons. We were leaving top tier. Is that too far out there? I mean, that's a way you could just, that's the well, way you could cover a huge arms deal. Yeah, so the pincer always, there was always going to be this pincer between Ukraine and Kazakhstan that could close uh, right above the, um, on the Volga River, to cut the Volga River in half at Tolyadi. Tolyadi was the meat point, sort of like the promontory Utah point for the, the railroad. And that would allow you to control the Volga and allow you to uh, have the Caspian Sea where you would completely surround the Caspian Sea and all the oil reserves on all sides. And that was the old Rockefeller plan. If you go back all the way to the white Russians, okay, uh, and the czars, the original deal was going to be that same line, uh, uh, an armistice between the white Russians and the red Russians. And the Rockefellers didn't care anything at all about Moscow and all that. They wanted that oil around the Caspian Sea. It's, it's conceivable, like you're saying, is if they did amass troops along the Kazakhstan border and Putin did something stupid, that it could, uh, you know, trigger the pincer movement. Because they've been talking about uh, the pincer. Go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, the Pentagon has never passed an audit. I don't think out of the 92 federal government agencies, I don't think any of them have ever passed an audit. And it's on purpose. I've read the inspector general reports that our friend, what, Robert Storch wrote. <laughs> He's the guy that he and his wife helped set up that uh, FBI uh, headquarters right there at the uh, American Embassy in Kiev. And Naboo. that's where uh, CrowdStrike put up their, uh, wow. their servers. So they could. Naboo. Uh, Naboo. Remember? Uh, the yeah. Anti-corruption. The national anti, what is it called? Anti-something. I can't remember. It's in Ukrainian. It means. Euro. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. National. Uh, yeah, the B stands for uh, bureau, and I can't remember what the U stands for. But uh, Tommy, this stuff. We have so many weapons all over the place. We we can't keep track of. Them. Yeah. And uh, if they can lose 20,000 uh, nuclear warheads that we got from Russia, they sure as hell can a few tanks, a few planes, yeah, some Stinger missiles. Oh, my God. No one's can accountable. I, can I throw back some a little history here to, to say who did that white uh, Russian czarist deal for all that oil? One... I think his, I don't know what his first name was, but his last name was DeMorenschild. He was the energy minister for the czar. And his son was the guy, George DeMorenschild, who moved to uh, New Orleans and put up in his house and introduced him all around the white Russian community in Dallas, one Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, wow. God. Nobel oil, Nobel energy and Nobel oil. And this reminds me so much of Harry when he covered the Butina trial, because <coughs> Harry the Greek was the only guy to say that the guy that was going to be the big FBI witness wasn't actually FBI at all. He was a consultant. He retired. He retired. And he yes. called, it, called it out. And in the room, uh, 
it was the representative, but not not Rockefeller the fourth. But George O'Neill was John D. Rockefeller the fourth, and he had been with Butina. Peter Strzok had been sort of like a Rockefeller kind of runner for girls, and he had brought uh, Butina to Rockefeller. So they were talking about Rockefeller, in or they were talking about George O'Neill in in the in the trial. It was, and it was in the paperwork. It was in the evidence that they submitted. Yeah. Oh. And, no one and, read it. And I'm sitting right next to the guy who uh, Harry told me all about him before. And we called you, me and Farmer Jones called you right after the, uh, the hearing. Yeah, he didn't believe me. <laughs> I, I didn't believe him. He was sitting right next to me. He wasn't an FBI guy. He had no badge. He was going to be, uh, was going to be a total fake sham uh, where they go up there and they say, well, we've been following her a lot and we see some suspicious activity. Yeah. Not so. yeah, it just never ends. Do you think would, that um, what we're seeing now is because I'm, I'm always fascinated by just the evolution of things, whatever it is, from the 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 horse and buggy to you know what computers, and you know from weapons developing from you know reused indirect artillery in world war one to carpet bombing in world war two and then you get to laser guided weapons and you get better and better and better um why wouldn't the military industrial complex and the idea that it is just you know constantly sucking uh, resources out of the world why wouldn't it evolve you know viet you know vietnam was the last last draft war the wars didn't end. They just found the way to make it, you know, an entirely a volunteer service. Why wouldn't, so we just get out of Kabul. Why wouldn't the military industrial complex evolve and go, Hey, the whole. They already have. They that's already what have. I mean. Biden for 45 years, he's a war president. Uh, the uh, NATO war in Ukraine with Russia is eight years old. Well, so. The, the whole purpose of, uh, the military industrial complex is to have wars all the time and never have peace. So who knows what's going to happen in October, George, but you know, it's uh, there. They've already executing their plan, Tommy, which is permanent war. Well, that's what I mean. It almost seems like an evolution where they go, Hey, you know, GWAT was so unpopular. We've got a new one where Americans really won't even rise up as long as we don't send U.S. men and women over there. We'll just send the same weapons and make them pay for it. It just seems like an evolution. Well, and plus they're using, they're using National Guard troops too. Yeah, uh, that's true. And, you know, for many, it, it ranges from 40,000 to 100,000, depending on uh, the, the uh, different movements that are, are sent by different states. And, uh, Basically, that's a way to understate how many troops are over there. Yeah, they're not military troops. Yeah, they're National Guard. You know, mm. just a way to underreport really what's going on. That's a good point. Yeah, Harry uh, reported on, uh, I think it was called Operation Defender or Defender 20 or maybe. Yep. It was, uh, yeah, and then, and then during the middle of COVID, high to COVID, we send all these guys to Europe where we're, the variant, we find out the variant's actually coming from Europe to come to America. And they bring them all back. There was no COVID. They brought them all back. There's no COVID for those guys. 30,000 or 40,000. I mean, it was just a huge number. No masks, no nothing. They're all out there training together, sweating together, breathing on each other. And then they brought them all back. 
it was just an amazing bit of how does this not make any sense um but it's in your stack it's in the it's in the archives of brassballs.blog and the last time we were on we went through the search engine and i'm not wondering if i'm wondering if it wouldn't be fun to just show everybody that again uh tommy just so that people know all this stuff's out there and it's so well sourced on harry's sure. website sure um Harry, i think it's worth because people don't you know this should be like a go-to like a google yeah, it, sure. it, it's it's like a cold uh super uh purified intelligence little database that you all the names on it you won't find anywhere else and especially nato harry is the first one out with the story that a nato admiral's taken a french admiral was taken over the base at norfolk and ad, actually was commanding our aircraft navy, navy. our navy on yeah. aircraft carrier row in Norfolk, Virginia, going all the way back to the Civil War. That's been the head, you know, place of all of our big big boats in the Navy. And and Harry was the first and only one, I think, that covered that. Yeah. When yeah. when was that about six months ago that they covered that? Oh, I forget the date. Anyway, uh <clears throat> very easy to find. You can go on uh, brassballs.blog, go in the top right corner and there's a magnifying glass it's a circle with a small handle and uh it, this is a modified search engine it's not a it's it's not an extensive search but just put in the word nato and uh scroll down i'm sure we'll find this the story of uh when it's the city of norfolk handed it over the state of virginia handed it over and the pentagon handed it over and right now, the USS Harry Truman a battleship is commanded by a French general heading the NATO forces. And his name's in the story with a nice picture of him. Looks like a friendly guy. <laughs> I, a while back, by the way, Tommy, I have four books out now with Addie Ads. Uh, I'm rewriting all my books. So I got 42 books and I, uh, the fourth one just went out. And the fifth one's going to be going out. So Rock Island Virus. And let's see, what's the other one? Um, Rock Island Virus and Heavy Metal Virus. The two task force books are just going out. They're available on Amazon. I'm getting my uh, ad in here, Harry. No, um, you're fine. So, so there, there you go. You, you can buy those and learn more about it. But, but Harry, um, in one of my books, uh, it talks about the Washington NATO Project. And the Washington NATO Project is actually this thing where NATO needs a big footprint. Up until now, they've been just cashing weapons like the old days, you know, mm -hmm. with the Gladio. You know, we have a mosque over here. We have a thousand AR-15s over there, you know, a million rounds of ammunition. So it's been like a Gladio operation, but not any big iron. And the Washington NATO project was, no, we need to bring in the big iron. And when I saw Harry's, it was all just a tabletop exercise until I saw Harry's article about this French general running an aircraft carrier, which was the USS Harry Truman, which is a late model aircraft carrier. And then I said, oh, my gosh, they're implementing the Washington NATO project. Um, there you go. So okay. that's what could be is all this equipment that we left in Kabul could be coming back to us and being used against us oh. 
Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it already is. I mean, uh, uh, what do they call the terrorists now in Afghanistan that took over all that equipment when the American troops left? Well, the I don't even remember. ISIS? That's not ISIS. Whatever. ISIS. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they... It's all the same I'll, shit. Yeah. I just can't remember. They change the name so many times. It's all the same group. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just it's Langley Inc. Just it's the same thing. But that kind of does make sense. The idea of the, the small footprint, right? And that is common knowledge. Yeah, we've got caves in Norway that hold like a hundred Humvees. Like they are, it is positioned all over the world. Uh, the author David Vine talks about it in his book, Base Nation. It's a great book. He's been on here to talk about it. If the idea is to move big iron, I mean, well, I guess one way to do it would be, yeah, if you said that we're sending all these billions of dollars of weapons to Ukraine, it might be you're 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 bolstering the multiple lines of of military caches throughout Europe, and who knows if who that's says even it's for going Ukraine? To Ukraine. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like who says it's even for Europe that or U- Ukraine? We might be using this as a cover to be moving Abrams tanks and APCs and Stinger missiles to fucking bases all throughout the Middle East. I don't to bolster against China. I have no idea. We're in war with Syria. Of course. I, I think I think Biden announced that back in April. No one covered it. Yeah, we're in war with everybody. Hey, it doesn't matter. There's an executive order. Yeah. I wrote the story and put it out there. It's just uh, anyway. I think uh, there's a turn uh toward bio. I think these bio warfare, it 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 feeds into genetics, it feeds into the human genome project, the human other, all the other projects, the virome project, the exosome project, all these projects. The new frontier, the high ground they say is bio. And that's why I'm so convinced that the 2019 lockdown was a live exercise followed by a controlled release, totally run by military guys. There's a new book out called Warp Speed. Three top guys that ran Warp Speed, all JSOC. Cadillac, JSOC, uh, he was Emergent Biosolutions, if you remember, with the Fraud El Hibri guy, big time JSOC Intel, the guy who wrote the Bioterrorism Act, Azar. Everybody thinks Azar because he was at Lilly, and Harry knows this because he did a whole bunch of Azar stories. He wrote the Bioterrorism Act. He worked with Bush as a Bush lawyer. He was an assistant to Kavanaugh. And then the third guy is this Paul Mango, not as well known. 82nd Airborne, JSOC Intel, went into McKinsey. These three guys were the ones, none of them really that much background in health that ran warp speed. And this is where I think they might have been able to get Trump where he was really weak, his blind spot. And then they just come in so fast and he was so impressed with their you know, military command structure that he let them do whatever they wanted. They were over at the Humphrey building near the Capitol and Trump's way down at the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue at the White House. And hey, hey George and Tommy, if it's all right with you guys, uh, I'd like to spend a, a couple of minutes uh, away from the NATO stuff. Sure. I think we might be losing some audience there. Okay. Sure. Um, I want to put in a plug for an organization called AuditNewYork.com. Now, I want to spell that A U D I T. Then the initials NY.com. This is an organization, a group of citizens, and they've identified 3 million fraudulent voter registrations just in the state of New York. 
they boiled this down even further. They got the code, George. They 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 broke the code on how they're they're rigging the elections with with mail-in ballots, fraudulent ballots. But they've identified 311,000 identity theft cases where people's identity of valid voters. We got people found that they've they're looking at their their, their voter records and the shows that they voted 12 times. <laughs> I mean, a force uh, multiplier. We call that a force multiplier in the military. Fire. It's just unbelievable. And uh, I just want to top that off. There's a guy by the name of Clifford Tatum, who the Pentagon sent in to run the uh, Harris County uh, uh, election results. That's in the Houston area. And uh, Houston has a big block of votes. Uh, they've got more registered voters than 37 states. Houston. And basically the push there, this guy used to be the general counsel, which means that he's in charge of, of, of everything in the department. Used to be general counsel of the election uh, assistance commission. And uh, he's put in charge of making sure that uh, the present governor gets replaced so that they can have open borders. Uh, down there at the, the border of Texas and Mexico. And to make it worse, the Pentagon's in charge of this project. They've pulled National Guard troops from the border of Mexico to beef up uh, security uh, by force so that these drop boxes, these uh, phony mail-in ballots are delivered to the uh, uh, election commission there at headquarters in Harris County. Oh boy. Uh, now Harris as County bad as is, it gets. A, is Harris County a border county on the Texas-Mexico border? No, it's it's pretty far north. No, it's not it's it's not a uh, it's not adjacent to the uh, Mexican border. However, uh, you've got uh, You've got their current governor, who's who's had uh, who assigned National Guard troops to help guard the border to prevent the uh, at least slow down the the uh, uh, the uh, amount of illegal uh, people that are crossing the border. But uh, if if a uh, he gets replaced, you're not going to have anyone there, and. Uh, no one's picked up on that story. I've sent it to all the media that I know in the Houston area. No response. Who's hey. the current governor of uh, Texas? I, Abbott. I, Abbott, yeah. Perry, I was always, I enjoyed Perry so much. Uh, I was, I, do, you remember the, do you remember the debate with uh, the, uh, 2015? They had all the primaries. There were 17 of them against Trump. And Perry said he's going to get rid of, I think he said, five U.S. government agencies. And he could never remember the five. So they, <laughs> they reduced it down to three. And uh, somebody asked him, well, can you tell us the three agencies? This is at a debate. Which ones you would like to get rid of? And he goes, I know Department of Energy. I know IRS. And then he asked somebody else like Ron Paul. Or Rand Paul, 
Can you tell me what the third one is? It was the second time he had been asked in a debate to name the three that he would get rid of. <laughs> so I always think of Rick Perry, but you're saying Abbott. Abbott seems like he's much more on the ball, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, uh, he's on the ball, but he didn't do anything to uh, uh, have his uh, state attorney general go after Margaret Cole in the European adoption consultant case. I was in contact with his office. No response. So uh, in that case, uh, matter of fact, uh, Deborah Paris, one of the defendants in that case, is, gets, uh, she's up for sentencing on November 4th, and Margaret Cole's actually in jail. She got three months in jail for uh, selling up to 8,000 fraudulent international adoptions, and defense attorneys admitted that at least $200 million went through the bank accounts of that agency. There are no charges of trial trafficking or money laundering. And uh, all that money went through uh, a bank in Strongsville called Strongsville Savings, which has since been taken over by Fifth Third. And the guy that ran Strongsville Savings, he's the mayor of Strongsville. Oh, boy. No <laughs> records in the Strongsville police of any of this stuff, by the way. None. How many shows have we done there by the Strongsville water tower out there in the middle of the park? And, of Man, course... It, 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 Lisa Page, Peter Strzok are right there in Strongsville. Uh, they just don't the, believe it. They don't yeah. believe it. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes even if you go there, Harry, which we did a couple of times, people still don't believe that Lisa Page was doing the adoptions, and that's why they shut it down. They still don't believe you. They don't believe George Bush, you know, through his great-grandfather, Sam Bush, was the small arms dealer for the World War I. I. I don't know what it is. We have to pour some kind of different use to get people to look at these histories, but it it never changed in Ohio. It never changed in Central Ohio. Um, owned it for a long time. And then on top of that, we have that uh, Wagner murder trial. I forget which Wagner it is. They got a whole family in uh, Piketon County in uh, Waverly, Ohio. It's in Appalachia, part of uh, uh, Ohio, Southeast Ohio. They got, uh, I think it's 14,000, it's less than 20,000. I think they have 14,000 people that live there. But I actually published the map that the uh, one of the federal task force drug agencies had on uh, State Route 23 uh, going from, uh, I think it's Jacksonville to Saginaw, Michigan, going through uh, Columbus, Ohio. And I still remember getting all those tickets for you. You know, they're getting tickets for overweight uh, uh, semi-traffic. Overweight. You don't get that from marijuana. You get that yeah. from uh, guns and weapons and uh, ammunition. That's yes. where you get those overweight trucks from. Yeah, and there was definitely, um, the Wagners had this trucking company, just like the uh, the, the folks that got killed Uh um, it's been so long since I covered that story, but you're right. Both of them had overweight tickets. It's like one took over where the other one uh, left off and they, they got rid of the competition. It's, it's the most unbelievable story. And then, of course, we're looking for the uranium in pipes yep. in there. Yep. It could be, you know, you, you got that corridor between Florida and Michigan. And all of this, this Blackstone Express, this company with a Russian general, an arms dealer in Florida, is bringing in all these Russian weapons. 
and they're ending up in Michigan. They're ending up in with Paul Welland. They're ending up in Cincinnati. They're ending up in Cleveland. They're ending up with the Mexican drug cartels who were had uh, major uh, marijuana field grows in Pike County. It's amazing. They're, the story at that murder trial now is, uh, you know, this brother did it. This brother did it. Uh, and it's a fight over uh, child custody. And uh, they forget about the videos where they had NBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, five years ago, the time of these murders, they had pictures of the field growth, of the marijuana fields with, uh, they got law enforcement people saying, yeah, this is, this is evidence of Mexican cartels. <laughs> Where's that in the trial? I, 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 worked, I worked with a police officer in, in Zanesville, uh, and he, he said that they had a huge underground growing operation, lifts, hydraulic lifts and uh, forklifts and the whole thing, uh, hidden entrance. It was a major industrial operation. Everybody said at that time, conspiracy theorist. And then finally, DeWine, after the election, had he was only the attorney general at the time, then he became governor. He, he said, well, because DeWine it is, is drugs. It is, it is drugs. There's an undercurrent of drugs. That's what put DeWine in the governor's mansion is those drugs. <laughs> and we know it. You and I both know that DeWine sat on that story, the, the big murder story, story, and to release it after the election. And then he used all that cash, uh, you know, to, to, I mean, they weren't getting all of it, but they were getting a, 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 a cream off the top to run for governor. So that's amazing. Yeah. I even found a press release from 2012 when uh, Mike DeWine was a state attorney general for Ohio. And uh, he said in there that Pike County's famous for their Mexican cartel uh, mirror, uh, marijuana uh, uh, drug crop. And I go, it's right there. It's like, geez, oh man. Yeah, but no, it had nothing to do with drugs. It had nothing to do with trafficking children. It had just a fight over child custody on one kid. It's going to cost eight people to get shot in two shots in the back of the head. One guy got nine shots. Or one, one woman did. Yeah. You're going to kill eight people over that? I tried no, to. Interview- you just kill one person. If you're going to lose custody, that's the person you kill. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to interview the mother and I had talked to somebody who knew the mother was heading there, uh, but it's been so well. Well, guys, this has been great. I'm losing my battery. So I think we might be at the end of our hour anyway, Tommy, is that, is that true? Or you guys can go ahead without me. No, that's fine. I'm ready to hang up too. Yeah, sure. We'll it's not any fun with, with, if you're not on it, George. So yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. what are we doing? We're both here for you. We're both here for your beautiful face. You're the, uh, you're the celebrity here, George, not us. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll go on your next show now. You, you buttered me up. <laughs> yeah. It's, all right. Well, Hey, um, Hey, I'll put the, uh, I'll put the, the links to y'all's websites and work in the description. And, uh, as always, I'd love oh, to do it again sometime. Can I ask you guys a favor? Sure. I got a new thing called buy me a coffee. Oh yeah. I had a shot on that. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I, uh, no, do I, just, you have... I, I just made one. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody bought you a coffee? I think a couple people, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Harry, do you cool. have my... Yeah, it is kind of no. cool because it's... Go ahead. No, I just asked for money for, for uh, 
uh, federal court records that, that cost from 10 cents to $7 and 25 cents a page. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Uh, die here in two seconds. So all love right. you all. I miss you, you guys too. Thank you so much, Harry, George. Thank you so much till next time, my friends.